Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi everyone, you're listening to Going For Goal, the weekly women's health podcast with me, journalist and women's health senior editor, Roisin dervish This show is all about giving you the tools you need to achieve the health and wellness goals that matter most to you. Every week, I'm joined by one or more of our esteemed squad of health, wellness and fitness experts, and together we'll help get you there. Now, something that loads of you have been in touch to tell us that you want help in order to really nail at the moment is running. Natalie and Ellen told us they want to improve their 5k time. Instagram user Dunna92 wants to increase her half marathon speed, while Lucy said she just wants to get started running. Unsurprising now, given that our business as usual fitness routines have been turned upside down, and we're working out how we can get more from our workouts using less. So whether you're a full-on beginner looking to make running a habit or an average fair-weather runner keen to use their government-sanctioned daily exercise to up their mileage and confidence, this episode is for you. Full disclosure, I probably fall somewhere between the two, the beginner and the fair-weather runner, so it's a good job that my two guests today have a wealth of running knowledge between them. First up, we have Anthony Fletcher, a qualified biomechanics expert. He's the precision running head coach across all of Equinox Gym's UK locations. A year ago, he founded One Track Run Club with the aim of providing a space where all part-time athletes could gain access to top-level knowledge in order to improve their performance, whatever their level. Then we have Women's Health's very own digital editor, Amy Lane. Alongside growing the brand's digital offering considerably over the past five years, Amy somehow managed to find the time to become a prolific Instagrammer, launch her own brilliant running podcast, Well Far, and now she's written a book. I Can Run, an empowering guide to running well far, is published by Yellow Kite and is out now. Both of you, welcome to Going for Goal. Good morning. Thank you so much. I'm so chuffed to be in the other seat for once. It's kind of slight pressure for me as well. There's nothing more intimidating as when you have to interview an interviewer. (laughs) (laughs) So I hope I don't mess it up too much. Right, Fletch, I'm going to start with you if that's okay. You're one of the most respected running coaches in the UK. How did you come to be doing what you're doing and we talked about biomechanics in the intro how does that play into it i think uh my journey into this current location career-wise has been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster um i started out doing rather poorly at school uh and not really having much of an idea of what i wanted to do i was just fascinated with the human body uh, but just knew that i wasn't going to be suited for university learning style um so i got straight into the workspace did a um, diploma in personal training, 
uh, unfortunately, when I was younger, I was diagnosed with cancer. And that kind of led me down the whole fitness, nutrition kind of conversation anyway, from a rehab and health prevention point of view. Sure. Um, long story short, spent 10 years working in a gym, cleaning, changing light bulbs, training people, uh, doing the rotors, etc., and then wanted to specialize. So found a guy who was doing some courses uh, into difference in leg length and how the nerves work and it just really sparked the the scientist in me, which I never really had before. So from that, we designed this course off the stuff that he learned called a biomechanics coach. And it was how to assess and how to screen and how to provide exercise based on measurement. So probably, yeah, now nearly nine years being on the circuit, talking around the mechanical loading of running, the foot, the knee, the hip, and how they all interact, and founded one track based on the idea of not just only talking about it, but actually doing it on people. So yeah, that's kind of how I got here. So in other words, you've serious, full, geeky knowledge of, well, yeah, I guess the mechanics of the human body and how running impacts that. I'm a full-on nerd. (laughs) (laughs) full on nerd happy days um and then amy i'm going to move on to you same question to you how did you get to become doing what you're doing not just as you know the digital editor of the uk's number one wellness brand um but (laughs) but also as a runner a marathon runner how did you get there so i am a little bit like fletch in the fact that i am a bit of a nerd um but rather than nerding out so much about the body I did it over social media and so when I actually went to uni I ended up writing my dissertation on using Facebook I was just so fascinated about social media and these communities that were building and then I came out of university and I actually ended up going into the fashion side of digital media Um, And I worked online. I was one of the first digital editors online. And then I kind of thought back to like what really made me tick. And I grew up with a mum who was pretty much the Joe Wicks of the 90s. So and if honestly, if Facebook or Instagram had been around then, she would have been the female Joe Wicks because she was an aerobics teacher. Um, and she actually went into that because she was a single parent so it was a job that she could do around caring for my sister and I but I used to go sit at the side of her classes in the evening and she grew this fitness class in Swindon from like 30 people to a sports hall of like 350 and she I know and she had like essentially backing dancers doing her aerobics class and so it has kind of always been in me and so then when I when I realised that actually I love certain parts of my career, but there was other parts I wanted to change, it was like it was perfect timing because the job came up at Women's Health. Um, and then fast forward five years and here I am today. But aside from that, whilst doing that, I also realised that I love my job dearly. Um, but it's it's a certain part of my week and it's not all my week. Um, and so I wanted to have my own social media accounts and connect with women on a one-to-one basis. And that's kind of where my Instagram came from. And tell me about running, because from that point, when I found this so interesting, the start of your book is, um, it's a great intro to this because you are 
um, like a poster girl or woman, I should say, for um, a healthy lifestyle. And yet with running, by the sounds of it in your book, there's this real sense of imposter syndrome that you had. You felt really confident in loads of other areas of fitness. What was it about running that intimidated you? And what, what, what do you think that barrier was? And then also, how did you get through it? It's funny, isn't it? Because if you look back at me five years ago, most people would look at me and go, she's super fit just based on, on aesthetics. And I was probably super fit in body, but not in mind. And so that really affected what I did in my day to day. And so I'd look at runners and because I had a different type of fitness, I didn't have like a running fitness. I just felt that I was going to be too rubbish to ever be any good. Um, And I was never going to run a fast 5K or I probably wasn't going to get a good marathon time. And so I stopped myself from doing it. And then it took it took actually the chance of a marathon place to actually snap me out of that and realize that there's not one type of runner and there's not one type of running. And if you forget times for a second and you just enjoy and you focus on enjoying the good times and the training and the positives, then running can be what you make it. And so when I started to like open my eyes to that and realize that, you know, you can you can do your own journey with running um, I really got into it and it has just had this really positive impact on my life. You would say then that getting into running and making running a habit from your based on your own experience would be a worthy goal. Yeah, I think you though have to, you've got to take all the pressure off. Um, so I think there is when you're when you're thinking about starting running, you think that you have to go out and run a 5k or you think you have to be able to run for 30 minutes and actually you don't have to do any of those things running for you could literally just be going out once a week and doing a 10 minute jog around the block um so I think it's taking off all the like the self-imposed pressures to do with running and then also finding what makes you tick So I love the fact that over the past couple of years, there's been these rise in really different running groups. And so there's one called This Mum Runs. They run like whilst their children are sleeping or they run at the end of the day just to run stress off. And there's another another running group called Fly Girl Collective um, and they're doing some amazing things. And they're just showing that running can be what you make it. So just kind of put aside all of these kind of notions about it and just just start great advice and Fletch I'm interested to know what you think about that obviously because you're coming at this discussion from the elite end what do you think do you agree that everyone can get into running and that indeed the less pressure maybe we put on ourselves the more we might enjoy it yeah absolutely I I believe that we've for some reason running has this funny game on our brain uh we we don't judge our ability or inability to do a burpee or not uh we don't say oh you know what i, I really don't I mean, feel I like definitely i mean i definitely <laughs> have at some point when i've been doing them i think next to amy in a crossfit class and i managed about four <laughs> <laughs> hey you still did them <laughs> napping everyone on the couch sorry i interrupted you carry on <laughs> no not at all i think that we've we've replaced this barrier in our mind that running has to be some form of elite uh performance and we 
we shouldn't even try it if we're not good at it. Well, and I, I completely agree with Amy that there really is no performance. We're not being judged. We're not going to the Olympics. We're, we're using it as a form of stress relief, metabolic razor, um, some form of tissue strengthening exercise. It's just, a, it's just an activity like taking your dog for a walk. Same idea. Um, so I think absolutely it's something to, to take slow though. And if you are starting your journey, there is a very, very large chance of doing too much too soon. I think that's the big thing we're seeing, especially in, in these times where we've had restrictions imposed on us, on us with regards to our safe spaces to train our familiar environments. We're taking up potentially things like running and going back in with the same volume that we used to do. If I was training five times a week in the body pump class, for example, and now I'm going to re replicate running in the same environment, we do have a slight risk of overdoing things for sure. Yeah, there's an interesting thing about running, isn't there? Because people seem to at once think it's harder and more like impenetrable than it actually is. But then I think there's also this thing, and it's something that I've definitely done in the past, where people really underestimate the impact that running can have on their body. There is a, there's a spectrum to work on and you just got to find where you sit on that spectrum. Whether you want to go and do, like Amy said, a 10 minute jog around the block, note it down. How did you feel? How did it go? How do you feel the next day? Do your calves ache a little bit? Do you feel a bit tired and a bit drained the next day? Okay. I'm going to give a couple of days recovery. Then I'm going to try again. The old school training diary is one of the best ways of keeping track of how you're going. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. So let's kind of talk through from some of the more the simpler goals to maybe the more complex ones. What would you say people should be doing? Is in how should they plan? How should they hold, hold themselves accountable for someone who just wants to get into running as their regular exercise? Where should they start? Question to both of you. So I, I'm a little bit of a planner, but I'm also a person that's like, just do it. Um, I think sometimes we can build up... Um, so much stress in our heads around a situation um, when actually we just need to put our trainers on, get out the door um, and just do five minutes. 
and just to take that fear away because I think you build up confidence through experience um, and then what I like to do is I do like to have a running plan up on the wall because it helps me know that I've done enough I think sometimes we can be we can think that we always have to do more when actually we don't if you want to see progress it needs to gradually build up your distance which I'm sure Fletch is going to talk about and also the intensity so have it planned out on the wall and I think personally one of the best best resources is the couch to 5k there's a reason that something like 5 million people have done it Um, so I think go with the tried and tested running plans um, and just put it up on your wall and tick it off and feel a sense of accomplishment with every run that you do. That sounds great. And what about what about the point about accountability? Does the running plan help you with that? Oh, 100%. Unless I get up and put on my Lycra and do something, the chance of me doing it later on in the day is virtually 0%. Um, just because other stuff comes up and then I can't really be bothered. Um, and so I like to get up in the morning, look at look at the plan, look at what I'm meant to do, get it done and tick it off. And how important, I know it's not like everyone can go in and get their gait analysed at the, mo- at the moment because um, we're in lockdown and I'm assuming that is not, that's non-essential products. Um, but what about how important are, when people are starting out, how important is it that people have a good pair of trainers or is it something that they really shouldn't overthink? We put a lot of emphasis on uh, the way the problem that I, I'm, I don't run right or I, I'm bad at it and I need to, I need to improve. And, I think the the big thing is just by getting started, your body will naturally start to get stronger at doing the activity that you're doing. So by heading out for a run, you're naturally going to be a little bit asymmetrical, a little bit a little bit wobbly in some ways. The knees are going to feel like they need to be stabilized, etc. And the more you do it, the more the brain starts to become efficient at it. So even though I'm a biomechanics specialist i have to clarify i'm not a biomechanist i haven't got a degree in biomechanics um but the coaching side of things is uh what we do i don't put a massive amount of of emphasis or time into gait analysis i highly recommend people do invest in a running shoe because of the way the shoe works but you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds to get that extra four percent whatever it is now um and uh, a neutral shoe is absolutely fine. I was just going to say that I actually go to outlet villages to get a Nike trainer, which is three three years old. Um, and just because I found that's the trainer I really liked and suited me. And obviously there's, there's three years more tech out now, um, but I still just like this old style trainer. So whenever I go back to Swindon, where um, some of my family live, I'm first in that Nike outlet village and picking up my pair of runners for 45 quid. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once you've found your shoe, you want to stockpile them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So basically don't use overthinking the perfect trainer as a barrier to getting out there because at the start – decent running shoe you'll be grand next thing then when people are starting out so it was lucy and joe who wanted help with this um 
what what other training should people be doing is running enough to give you yeah basically is running enough in terms of your exercise or do you need to be doing other things to support it Fletch that will running be is not enough <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to jump in there straight away okay. uh, unfortunately running is not enough um, because it's uh, it's an incomplete sport we need to get stronger we need to uh, give support to our running so if you imagine to become a better runner actually taking more time out of the running can really help. So focusing on your strength work, focusing on your core stability, focusing on your recovery, that's going to make you a better runner anyway. So I think like uh, Amy suggested earlier on, more is not better. Sometimes less is better. Train smarter rather than lots more, lots more. I think I'm actually quite a good example of that with marathon training because I'd actually spent two years in the gym Um, putting my body back together doing strength training after just doing endless hit Um, and so I'd given myself some injuries and then I I did this two years of strength training and then went into marathon training and because of how my life was set up I, I couldn't do four or five runs a week like there was just no time for doing that so I trained for the marathon on three runs a week and two gym sessions and I think because I was so structurally strong and I'd worked on a lot of imbalances, I I got through the marathon completely unscathed. And I might just be a little bit of an anomaly or a bit of a freak, but I didn't I didn't I didn't once have a lot of pain or any discomfort really because I just think my body was everything everything was quite strong and I was quite an efficient runner because of it. Well, just to add to that, we've um, since this whole situation has been invoked, we've turned One Track our run club into a virtual run club. So we'll actually let our runners dial in, and I'll talk them through the entire session. And uh, we've got now I think it's nine runs a week planned. People can dip in and out of the ones they want to do, but we also have strength plyometric sessions, core sessions, mobility sessions, all planned in, so that runners who are in our network anyway can go oh you know what i'll try a core workout or i'll try a strength workout and then we start laying down the layers of education around how these things impact the running oh fantastic so we'll put the link to that in the show notes so anyone could anyone can join absolutely absolutely the next goal that i want to come to so two people on it's actually quite a few people including nat and molly and ellen have all wanted to know about how they can do a quicker 5k and I have a feeling that this has been inspired by the what's the thing when people are running people are running 5k and then donating five pounds to NHS charities have you guys seen that on your Instagram so Nat and Molly and Ellen all want to increase their 5k speed Fletch what should they do the big thing is have a plan what what is your 5k current speed you're just trying to work out where you're where you are right now and how far further do you want to go do you want to take 10 minutes off your 5k time one minute off you really have to have a very strict idea as to what you want to achieve yep and that will help you guide some of your sessions so okay i want to do an interval session i want to a 1k well now i know how fast i have to run for that kilometer because i'm probably hit my time or my speed that I want to be doing for the 5K, I do for that 1K. I take a bit of recovery, I have a bit of time down, and I try and go again maybe 
four or five times. By the end of the run, I've done my 5K PB just in small little chunks. So that would be the interval session, potentially. There's a thousand different ways you could design that session. But then just as importantly, a bit of time on feet, really dialing it back, spending a bit more of the easy miles to complement and put more money back in the bank so we can spend it on the intervals again. Interesting. And what about in terms of cross-training? What are some important moves to help you support to help support you in this journey to becoming faster and speedier? Um, I don't think we spend enough time in in the what was the weights room, but now can be our living room. Um, <laughs> with with regards to strength work in today's climate, we probably want to change up our tempo so we can get a, not a, the same but a similar effect in strength from slowing down our reps a little bit. We can focus on the legs, simple get, get what's done, advance it put one leg onto a chair and do a single leg, a Bulgarian split squat or something like that. Um, mm. Get into some very basic core positions, hold them from uh, hold them for time rather than make them harder. Get better at doing the simple ones rather than just continually try and progress and do the more complicated version. That's what I had to wrap my head around actually when I <laughs> when I was doing all my gym work for running because I thought that it had to be really fancy and really complicated when actually I, I came to learn through training with um, Luke Worthington, who um, Fletcher, I know you know really well. Um, yeah. He was like, no, it's all about mastering the basic movements. You just need to be structurally strong in your core so that when you move your arms and your legs, your body can handle it because that's that's what happens with running. You're You're hopping from one leg to the other and you're pumping your arms. And actually, um, there is there is a little plan by Luke in the book, if anybody wants it. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, I, must, I will say, actually, Amy's book, it's, it's almost like a cheat sheet of who's who and who to follow. And it kind of gives you access to all of these top experts. Including Fletch. <laughs> including Fletch. <Hey. laughs> with a really nice story wrapped around it. So 100% do go and buy. Okay, so the next, another goal that people wanted to improve was quickening their half marathon speed. Is the, are the principles the same, even though the distance is longer? Fletch, what do you think? Yeah, so I think the, the plan is almost the same. You have to know what you're aiming for. We have to know that we're confident about the speed of hold, whether that's the slow speed and just getting to the end that comes in from our long runs on the weekend or if it's a particular personal best, we kind of have to f- know what that speed feels like. So uh, fartlek sessions and interval sessions and percentage below goal pace sessions are really important to put the miles into the legs, to groove out the speed that you want to achieve, and also build confidence through experience, like Amy said earlier on. Fantastic. Okay. Dana92 on Instagram. I hope that's helpful. Um, and then something that a few people have said is about running for weight loss. Are there any, what are some of the key principles? I know we've said before that running on its its own is an incomplete sport. What are some of the things that you think people need to know? So first of all, I, I personally, I personally believe that actually you should always have a positive goal with your fitness um, and it should be about gaining something rather than losing something. So what is that new healthy pursuit going to add to your life? 
And I think when you have that focus, often you'll find that actually the weight drops off naturally because you'll be moving towards a goal, you'll be pushing yourself, you'll be progressing and you'll see that actually your body composition does change. I think it's first of all going, okay, rather than looking different, let's talk about you want to feel different. You want to feel fitter. And if you if you are carrying an excess amount of body fat, which, you know, can be harmful to your health, let's let's get rid of that. Let's help you move. Let's help you move better. Um, and so I think in the beginning, first of all, you need to find yourself a plan. So you have a structure start with a really easy plan and I know I mentioned couch to 5k earlier on um but but give it a go like the run walk method really works um secondly like Fletch said get a couple of strength sessions in your week and there are so many free workouts at the moment um over on women's health we've actually done a beginner's plan with Alice Living it's totally free it's a 28 day plan um, and if you've done no strength work before, that will be a really good introduction for you. And then thirdly, um, give yourself time to see results. I think we often want to see change overnight or within the first couple of weeks. And I'm sure Fletch will add into this, like the body doesn't just wake up one day and go, I'm going to lose half a stone. It's a real, <laughs> it's a, it's a gradual process. And there's so many more things that come into play, like what you're eating. So it is part of calories in, calories out. Um, so, you know, add more healthy foods into your diet. So you have less chance to eat the less nutritious, probably more higher calorie foods. Sit down at a table and eat mindfully. Um, so, you, you know, you are aware of your hunger cues and you stop when you're full. Um, and then just think about like the stresses in your life and, you know, can you can you calm some of them? So I think running can really play a part in helping you lose weight and build a fitter body. Um, but I don't think you should just peg everything on it. I think you need to see that there's different building blocks that go into that. Absolutely. Take And I guess taking that pressure off the running will hopefully leave a little bit more space for you to find joy in the running. Yeah. And like. Do your first run and note down the time. And if you're just starting out, that that first run might be a kilometre. And then put that to one side, put it on a piece of paper, put it in a drawer. And then do, do your plan, do your gym work, eat well for a month, and then go out and do exactly the same thing again at the same time of day and see and see where you're at. Write it down, write down the time or write down the distance more people than not will see some healthy progress. And that's what you should be celebrating. It's because you've got fitter, you've got cardio fitter, you've got stronger in your body, and you've accomplished something. That's a fabulous point. But just purely about the calories in, calories out bit, running actually doesn't burn that many calories. Cardio exercise in general doesn't burn that many calories. The, anno the annoying thing is <laughs> we can burn more calories from just being generally active throughout the day and potentially looking at our nutritional intake. That's actually going to help us lose weight. And then we can add running in as a, as a, as a sport, as something to get a little bit of mental clarity to, to achieve something over time. I think the, like exactly as Amy said, we've, we've set the goal in the, in the wrong direction. Yeah, I think that's a fabulous point. And as you say, one that 
leaves more fun and it allows people to see running as a sport and I think for a lot of women especially if they are training with body composition or weight loss in mind there is there has been a tendency or lots of us have grown up with the idea that running or fitness isn't a sport it's kind of a it's a weight loss tool and that kind of sucks all the fun out of it so I guess it's about maybe claiming that back yeah, exactly. I think it's like any other sport, right? You want to play football, you've got to learn how to control the ball. You might have to do some homework at home, doing some practice drills, keep-ups and so on. Same thing with running. It's a sport. We're not doing it all day, every day. We've got to learn how to do it again. And that can and that comes and goes, doesn't it? Because, I mean, like this time last year, I, w- I was running marathons and I, I ran my fastest ever time. Well, fast forward, fast forward a year and I'm 20 weeks pregnant and running has now gone from yeah you know last year I I ran consistently at a good pace for like four hours this year I'm running at half the speed for four minutes and then you know and then walking because my body's different my life's different and I think we just have to remember that plays into it so you know you can build up your runs because you build up your fitness you build up your strength you can put it on hold for a bit and then, you know, you'll have to work at it again. But that just means that there's like opportunity to like, there's opportunity there and chance to progress again. Fabulous. Okay. Right. Before we go, if there's one piece of advice that each of you have that would help um, all of the women who want some help with getting into running and making it a habit, if there's one piece of advice that you would like to give them to take away, what would it be? Let's start with Amy. And my piece of advice would be that, yes, running is scary sometimes and it is really overwhelming. Um, but if you just spend a little bit of time reading up about it um, and just getting to grips with the things that we've spoken about in this podcast. So some simple strength training, some easy nutrition what the different types of runs are because I had no idea what a fartlek run was a few years ago. Um, it was just something I laughed at and I had no idea about speed work. But if you just spend a little bit of time each week, no pressure, um, just reading up about these different things, you will give yourself the knowledge to make running that bit easier, that bit more enjoyable and make it suck a bit less. And hopefully by doing that, It'll be something that stays with you. And I think that there's nothing better in life than having your trainers with you when you go away or just waking up in the morning and thinking, I just need to do something for me today. I need some headspace or I need to expend some energy and just getting out the front door. It's one of the easiest fitness options we've got. Absolutely. And Fletch, before you give us ours, would you mind for anyone who's still scratching their heads and maybe sniggering, what is a fartlek run? (laughs) (laughs) uh so everyone fart legs at some point um but the the big thing around it is it's uh translates from swedish and the idea is it's called speed play you'd be playing at a certain speed for a certain amount of time and then you'd have a certain amount of recovery to make it feel easy again to recover and then go again it's Mm. basically floating interval training and less funny than its name um cool and so what (laughs) and what would be your one tip for listeners to take away find a community i think uh the the idea that we we always have these best intentions but we've actually very rarely put them into practice because of a barrier or because of time constraints or whatever it is 
as soon as we're in, integrated within a friendship group or a community of the people that think similarly, that actually can create action. We've now got access to millions and millions of people via social media or jump onto Strava or jump onto something that you can meet up with friends or uh, make new ones and then tell them that you're going to start running and tell them that you are you went out for a run today. I think that's the, the benefit behind social media is that you're able to hold yourself accountable to a lot of people. As long as obviously um, we're not putting ourselves out there in a negative way or we're looking we're looking for praise because that's not what we're looking for we're just holding ourselves accountable to the community absolutely okay that's fantastic advice both of you thank you so much for coming on going for goal and thanks to all of you for listening now before i go i need to tell you about an amazing offer that's running on women's health magazine you can get six issues sent to your door for just six pounds that's a massive saving of 76 percent on carefully curated award-winning journalism on health wellness nutrition fitness and beauty all you need to do is go to hearstmagazines.co.uk as ever if you like this episode do rate and leave a review on apple podcasts as it really helps other people find us and If you've got a goal, get in touch. We're at Women's Health UK on Instagram. I'll be back next week with another episode to help you stay healthy while staying home. Catch you then. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.